the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, thanks for coming along today. It's the Tuesday edition. It's beautiful out there. Kath, good to see you. Enjoy your little time off yesterday. Thank you. Yes, John. Very nice. Feeling better. Appreciate you guys holding the fort down. Happy to do so. Always, you know, that little extra day for the weekend always makes a big difference, doesn't it? I think it does. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. I'm in favor of the three-day weekend. Yeah, exactly. We're going to try to look for it. We're going to hope that legislation passes. Mm -hmm. Um, On this day in history, John, a sad day, uh, June 5th, 50 years ago, Senator Robert Kennedy assassinated during his run for the presidency. Well, look, I was I was alive then, and I remember this. There's one thing about having older brothers and sisters that oftentimes you would see the world through their lens. So, so I was maybe uh, 11 years old, I think, whenever this happened. And of course, all you know, the great hope of JFK and his assassination in 1963 quickly washed away. Then earlier in 1968, when Martin Luther King was killed, that shocked the nation. And then Bobby Kennedy was killed in California just moments after thanking the crowd in the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles after his California primary win. All hopes were high that Bobby Kennedy would ascend to the presidency, essentially taking over the reins of his brother's vision and moving America forward under that Kennedy banner. However, that all came crashing down in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel when Sirhan Sirhan shot Bobby Kennedy in the head. I mean, it was a crazy twist of events. Literally, Bobby Kennedy's thanking the crowd, and then he walks off the dais, makes his way through the kitchen area. Two minutes later, I mean, from standing on the stage to being walking through the kitchen, he's he's dead. It was shocking. We talked about this in pre-show. We did not know this, that in 1968, I did not know this, Bobby Kennedy traveled to Israel where he wrote pro-Israeli articles that were picked up by a smaller uh, newspaper in Boston. Of course, that's where the Kennedy family's from. Now, from that, Sirhan Sirhan, who was displaced in the war when the Palestinians were moved out of Israeli territory, Sirhan Sirhan later came to the United States, but apparently from this article, now this is only an article that uh, we read at the, at the website, Haratz, H-A-R-R-E-T-Z dot com, Haratz dot com, that Sirhan Sirhan held a grudge against Bobby Kennedy for 20 years, 1948 to 1968, and then when Bobby, when Sirhan Sirhan came to America, got himself set up in a situation, took a job in this hotel, just a weird coincidence, or was it? And then, as Bobby Kennedy made his way through this, uh, through the um, through the kitchen area, he shot Bobby Kennedy ahead to to avenge the Palestinian being removed, the Palestinians being removed from Israeli territory. I've never heard that. Neither have I. It was shocking. The little-known visit to the Holy Land that got Bobby Kennedy killed twenty years after the fact. Yeah, so I'd be interested if, if people know more about that. Yeah. 
Find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or direct message us at Twitter. I mean, 1968 in America was the – it was sort of the, the flashpoint mm-hmm. of American society meltdown. When you think about MLK and Bobby Kennedy. Right. Okay. So, so we brought this up in pre-show, and I guess I want to throw it out because this is just something I've been thinking about lately. With the rash of school shootings that we've had in America over the last four years, five years um, – you know, I look back and think that, you know, there are things that that become – Of the time. Yeah, there, there are things that become in vogue, so to speak, in a, hor- in a horrible way. But, you know, back in the 70s, think of how many hijackings there were. Yeah. I mean, planes were hijacked all the time. All the time. Right? That was just a regular thing. A regular, yeah. Remember, the, and, you know, the most famous story being um, – D.B. Cooper. Right, D.B. Cooper, who, you know, is still one of the greatest mysteries I just I love to read about the Cooper. Yeah, I just love that. It's just so fascinating. Like, where is is he still out there? He could still be out. I there. I hope not. Why not? He's got to be ninety five years old. If he's, he could still be out there. Maybe so. A lot of people are ninety five. Most likely, DB Cooper died. You However, you don't know that. I don't know that. Yeah, don't wait I'm in. Saying, don't wait into my conspiracy. <laughs> All right. I think most likely. Anyway, so we hijackings were a major problem. Yes, they major were. problem. And so, how did we deal with that? So we installed metal detectors, metal detectors and fortified some airplanes, right, right. although not to the degree that September 11th happened. Exactly. And we were like, oh, we should do a better job of that. Right, which is what we've ended up doing since then. Right. Right. And so and then I, I think about 1968 and I think, you know, we, had, we haven't had a rash of public shootings like that in, I mean, ever, maybe. In, in America, we've never had a year like 1968. When was the last time that uh, someone who was elected was killed? Gabby, well, Gabby Giffords was shot. Right. But she was okay. not killed, thank goodness. Yeah, so how long ago was that? Is that 10 years? Close to 10 years, I bet. I bet. It was. Yeah. And before that, maybe Ronald Reagan. Right, which was in 83? Mm, somewhere in that ballpark. Somewhere around, 83, yeah. 80, yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. Okay, yeah, so, okay, right. okay, so we had a rash of public shootings in 1968. So I guess my question is, in light of what's going on in school shooting, like how do we learn from the trends, we, the violent trends we've seen in the past? Mm-hmm. What has stopped them? And how can we stop this? Okay, how, so, can, how can we just be students of history and say, okay, this is what happened. This is what we did that ameliorated that problem. Okay, that's good. So I mean, did it just burn itself events. out? Did it just burn itself out? Or was it something, or were there were actual steps that law enforcement took? Yeah, well, I think clearly the safeguards were put in place. I mean, after JFK was killed, a, right. a, a United States president never rode in an open right. car. He was always surrounded by Secret Service. Routes were always secretive. Things were never, you know, sort of open as a parade. Mm-hmm. It just changed. Um, after what? After Martin Luther King? I mean, look at Martin Luther King. I mean, there he was in the wide open on a balcony in a motel somewhere. Uh, then Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy didn't have any Secret Service. He was walking through this uh, kitchen. He had Rosie Greer, the former NFL uh, star, as sort of his security detail. But Rosie Greer was not trained. No, he was, he right, was just a large physical so, presence. If, so if you're running for office, though, not every person who runs for office has a security detail. No. I mean, when you're when you're reaching a certain echelon of political power or trying to attain that political power, you, you have a security team that you're paying. But not I mean, most people don't have that. No, but I'm sure that people put safeguards in place. I mean, Bobby Kennedy would not do what he did today in that kitchen. There were how many people, 50, 60 uh, employees right. who were not, you know, not vetted at all, not looked at was at all. Was Sirhan Sirhan uh, working in the kitchen? Yes. And so there he was. He was a presence. Yeah, was he planning to kill him that day? Uh, yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. So your point's well taken. So after 
cataclysmic violent events mm-hmm. on American consciousness, there have been safeguards in place. There's right. been adjustments that have been made. Right. So clearly we have to make adjustments here. And we should we should learn from what we've seen in the past what you know, give us to give us some idea of the strategies we could use to stop this. Right. So already we, clearly we can't do nothing. Was it the Parkland shooting where there were armed teachers? Mm-hmm. So that armed teacher was was shot. Was and shot killed. himself. Yeah. Right. So that's the call. I mean, no, that was that, that was Santa Fe. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Hard to keep track. Exactly. Which is another. So this is. So we've got a rash of these. Yes, Something has to be done. The problem is that we can't talk to each other long enough to agree on anything. But look, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if I want to get into this. I mean, the good news is school's out. Right. So maybe there's time to right. consider. And you, you and I were reading the same article. Was it last Friday or Thursday that came out talking about how homeschooling is spiking mm-hmm. in America because people are afraid to send their kids to school. My babies are going out to the mean, door. Will I ever see them again? Gosh, we yeah. have to. I mean, look, let this day where we remember Bobby Kennedy and his untimely death just cause it to the, okay, this is a problem we have to come to grips with and we got to come up with oh, something. You make the adjustments. Hey, we got a good show for you. In a couple of minutes, uh, Steve Cordell's with us from Crossroads United Methodist. Uh, you know, despite all the weird news and the bad news and all the anger and rancor and heartbreak, Steve's going to offer some encouragement today, which is certainly welcome it. and needed. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy, the Tuesday edition here on 101.5 Word FM. WORD. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Evans, and I am thrilled to be part of the 101.5 Word FM family. I want to get three incredible resources into your hands. We're giving away our three most requested messages of 2018 on MP3 download. It's yours for the asking. Just go to wordfm.com. Keyword, Tony. And don't forget, you can listen to me on the alternative weekdays at 3.30 p.m. right here on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and so you know that Marley was the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But did you know that now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation? Typical savings up to 40 percent. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you want. Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins, because Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you and also what's best for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So why don't you give Marley a call? 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or find them online at MarleyFG.com. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. (sighs) Ah. That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. 
OriginalMattress.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. The nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Bath, Fort Kenyon Country, Jeremy Kenn, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more, plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adams, Abdu Murray, Vince Vitale and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer. Maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. Hey, thanks for being with us. Pastor Steve Cordell is with us. Steve is the senior pastor at Crossroads United Methodist Church. Always a welcome addition to our show. Steve, good to see you again. Great to be here. Steve, it's easy to get caught up, as we do, on a daily basis with the bad stuff. Right, That's the all negative we hear stuff. In the news, right? Yes, right, we're eating the poison. Right, and we try not to do that on our show, but it's just the kind of thing that engenders conversation, and so we need to talk about this and we need to talk about that. But oftentimes, we just don't stop and say, "Okay, what's working?" Yes, and there is a lot working. Uh, but if you ask the average person on the street, "Is the world getting better or worse?" What do you think they'd say? Oh, much worse. Worse. I think it's going Always. into the toilet. Right. That's that's what right. we would say. Obviously, we hear through the news what's bad we don't generally get a recitation of of what's really working well uh so in many ways though i think it's a surprise to people that the world is actually getting better Mm -hmm. in a ton of ways that it is better to live now than 500 years ago no doubt Mm -hmm. it's better to live now than 100 years ago yes why might that be okay yeah so in what regard Well, in many regards, and think about it this way. If a local church moves into a community, would you expect that community to feel a positive impact? I would. I would hope so. And I think all of us as believers would assume. And truthfully, I even think that those who are not followers of Christ – often look at the church as a positive presence in a community. No doubt. The community is stronger, better. It's going to be healthier if a local church is there. Well, consider the fact that the Church of Jesus Christ, with a big C church, has been in the world for about 2,000 years now. Mm -hmm. The gospel has been on the loose in the world for 2,000 years. Do you think that's a good thing? I think that's a good thing. Yes. In other words, we would expect that there's an impact of that. There's an impact that the gospel and people who are living the gospel are making in the world. And I believe that there are many ways that we can see the world improving that are a result of 2,000 years of followers of Jesus Mm -hmm. living the gospel. And you can actually see that. And it's starting to get a little bit of notice. There's occasionally now a book or two that will say, here is actually what's happening. Or an article. Right. Remember last summer, uh, Nicholas Kristof in the New York Times. I remember there was an article that he wrote. Basically saying, we don't pay enough attention to what the church does in other parts of the world. That's true. Written not as a believer, just by, just using basic data points, but you know, trying to say there's some things that we don't often notice that we should. Uh, absolutely. And I think we can give some direct ties 
from you know positive things happening in the world to what the church has done to produce that. Uh, I would like to just lay out some positive things that are happening in the world that are not necessarily uh, a direct line, although I deeply believe that there is a substantive connection between everything I'm going to mention here and the activity of God's people in the world. Great. Uh, but it's not necessarily that here's a local church that did this program and a good thing happened. It's really not that. It's more, I think, uh, the impact of the embedded gospel in the mm. world. Yes. So okay. um, I, I would like to, to, to share some of those things because it can help us to think a little bit differently about what's happening in our world and to live a little differently in our response to the kingdom of God in the world. Uh, years ago, I think it was Carly Simon back many, a few, a few decades ago, she had a line in her song, These Are the Good Old Days. Mm-hmm. I still remember that phrase. For decades, I've always thought that to myself. These are the good old days. Yeah. Which means, and, uh, essentially, we tend to look back and idealize or sentimentalize days gone mm-hmm. past. Yes. But we are essentially living those days now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's there's so much positive that's happening right now that we will miss uh, if we don't open our eyes to it. And the reality is, the evidence supports that life on planet Earth is improving on many, many fronts, but not too many people are noticing this. It would be, might, some of these things I'm going to mention might be a surprise okay. to the listeners. Uh, and I want to give credit to a, a non-Christian book for highlighting these things, okay. Stephen Pinker's book, Enlightenment mm. Now. He lists examples. Uh, and so let's just take a look at some things that might surprise people that are happening in the world today. First, the, the percentage of people who are living in extreme poverty has dropped, and I mean dramatically dropped. In 1950, half of the world lived in extreme poverty. Half of the world. Half of the world. Wow. Half the humans on the planet were in extreme poverty. 68 years later? Uh, today, less than 10%. Wow. wow. That's an extreme wow. turn for the better. Yes. That is a tremendous thing to celebrate. But if you ask most people, uh, they tend to think that uh, – Poverty is just going to be there. It's that that never changes. And I think for for those of us who are followers of Jesus, we remember Jesus' statement: "The poor, the poor will you always, always have right. with you." Mm-hmm. And the, and that which is obviously true. Jesus said that. But what we translate that to be is: you can do nothing about poverty because Jesus said true. it's just just going to always be there. Right. 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 But that's not really an accurate translation. I think of what he said. Yes. Uh, he there was, are a lot more verses that talk about helping the widow and the orphan and yes. the poor in your community rather than just that one. And if we do that, by golly, things might change. Yeah. And they are in the world. Now, I want to be quick to point out that it's this dramatic drop is not uh, you know, entirely due to believers showing charity to others. Uh, some of that happens, but actually, I think uh, you can see the biggest engine for that drop is, frankly, capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, China, uh, India, where there have been large numbers of the world in extreme poverty, have pulled out of that, largely driven by capitalism. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like I say, I think you need to look underneath that. So why is it that there's this capitalism that's taking hold in India and in China, two really non-Christian countries historically? You know, but there is a strong Christian presence there, and I and I do believe. You know, if you even look at the issues and roots of capitalism, it does have flaws, but by golly, uh, it does seem to make a lot of impact mm-hmm. and help around the world. So um, it's just good to know that 
there's a whole lot less extreme poverty in the world today than there used to be. Wonderful. Uh, another uh, positive example of why these are the good old days is that the world's population uh, that is literate is skyrocketing. So in other words, the people can read. Uh, in 1950, again, only 36% of the people in the world could read. That's not high. Today, well, 2000 is about eight years ago. The number's 83%. Uh, so it's unusual. A little, it's, a, it's a minority that cannot read today. It was the majority who mm. used to be not that, that long who could ago. not read. Mm. Not that long ago. And in fact, those that are in school uh, around the world, more and more are getting basic education. They're spending longer, more years in school, so they're getting a higher education. And this is interesting. Do you realize that globally, IQ scores are going up by several points every decade? Really? Yeah. We're, we as humans, we're getting smarter. Healthier and smarter. We're getting healthier. We're, we're not. Yeah, we're not as poor and we're smarter. That's positive trend. That's, yes. That's something worth celebrating. And if we were looking as the three of us at a culture that was desperately poor, desperately uneducated, and couldn't read, we saw statistics like that. If that that would be what we'd be aiming for. Heck yeah! Right? Yes, for we'd sure. be thrilled if we knew that that was in our future. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I will say that the, the church, the capital C, has. Over the last 100 years, 150, 200 years, definitely pushed education into society's mainstream. And there's no doubt about it that uh, the, the church has helped significantly in that, uh, that degree, helping the world to read. Uh, a third positive thing happening in the world right now, do you know that homicides and deaths in war have been decreasing? Well, for centuries they've been decreasing. So back in the 14th to the 16th century – the murder rates, for example, in Europe, in, in, in England, it was 20 per 100,000. In Dutch, in uh, you know, Netherlands, it's 50 per 100,000. In Italy, 70 per 100,000. Now, uh, I know statistics on radio are challenging, but I'm just trying to say that if you think of that, understand that today there are, there are only, uh, in, in the United States, or in, I'm sorry, in England, only one in 100,000. So there's mm. 20 times more likely to be murdered in England back 500 years ago than today. today. And in Netherlands, it's 0.6 per 100,000. Italy, 0.7. So in Italy, it's it's 100 times more likely back in the day that you would be murdered than today. It's very rare to have that kind of fatal violence now in Europe. Now, we must uh, admit that in the United States, that number is higher. Uh, we do have more fatal shootings uh, here in the United States. It's, uh, we have about five times as many as uh, more than that, sometimes 10 times as many as some places in, in Europe. Uh, however, even here, the Pew Research Center sh- says violent crime in the United States has fallen sharply over the past 25 years. Mm. And so Pink will say that now we may be living in the most peaceful time in our species existence. That's shocking to hear. Isn't it? Right. When you look at the internet or see the news or whatever, you think we are violent and out of control. But it runs contrary to the whole arc of humanity. It does, yeah. There's less and less, not just in on the streets, but in war. Fewer and fewer and fewer people being murdered, Mm -hmm. especially as a percentage uh, of the human population. So we have greater security, greater education, less poverty. These are things to celebrate. Now, why do we have an Im- image the other, uh, to the contrary? Well, 
it all depends on what you focus on, right? I mean, if you have a beautiful picture and there's a spot in it and you just stare at the spot, <laughs> you're going to have one image <laughs> right. of the picture. If you stand back and look at the whole picture, you're going to have a different image. And it's hard to stand back and look at the whole picture today with the way our news runs because what's sensational is brought forward. And I'm not just throwing cheap shots at the news. I'm just saying this is kind of human um, nature. This is Yeah, this is the way, right. way and, it works. Yeah, and, and plus the fact that there are fewer pockets of misery doesn't make the actual pockets that exist now any less miserable. No, there are just less yeah, of them, right. which is wonderful. But our mission needs to be as strong as it's ever been to alleviate the misery in those pockets. Which is very real. Yes. it's And when I say, hey, life is getting better, it doesn't mean that it's all better. It doesn't mean that we're mm-hmm. entirely in great shape. It means that we're doing a whole lot better, moving in a good direction. Mm-hmm. That's good. We need to step away for just a minute, but, but it's good news. Steve, like Steve Cordell's with news. us. Uh, some encouraging news? Yeah, these are the good old days. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. She was struggling in some areas. She was trying so hard to learn, but it just wasn't coming easy. Academically, I would say she was struggling to be at least a grade level behind. I'm up against the wall and I feel like I'm running out of options. I need help and I don't know where to go. I'd been struggling with her, trying so much to help her learn and feeling like I didn't have the right tools. I just wanted her to be able to succeed felt like we were running on a treadmill, working really hard and not getting anywhere. Brain Balance offered us a real specific plan that was going to help Shannon overcome some of her challenges. They're pinpointing this specifically as where she needs help. To have that team behind me was so validating, so exciting. Everything that she's accomplished through Brain Balance and it's helping her as she takes strides into the next chapters of her future. And there's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. She walked out of there walking 10 feet taller. Help your child achieve success all summer long. Call Brain Balance today and get a jump start on your child's next school year. Make a real difference in the life of your child and your family. Call today, 724-390-9012. I've been in the uh, Kairos Prison Ministry for a little over 10 years now. Meet Dwight, longtime volunteer with Kairos Prison Ministry. A team of 20 to 24 men go in on the inside of the prison and spend three and a half days explaining the gospel of Jesus Christ. As I participated in the first weekend and I saw how men's lives were changed, it just became something I fell in love with. We present talks and meditations, and over the course of this time, they'll be in small groups, and they'll talk about what they've heard. I've seen guys that are just hardened. At the end of these three and a half days, they're totally transformed. They come away with a sense of hope, and they have something to live for. Nothing is impossible with God. I've seen it happen. Being part of Kairos is like having a front row seat to see God change lives right in front of you. And to be able to give the gift of hope to one of these incarcerated men, it's something that you'll never forget. Call 412-368-6691 to become a volunteer. Kairos Prison Ministry, 412-368-6691. Sponsoring a child with compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty. Release a child from poverty when you become a Compassion Sponsor. Choose your child now at Compassion.com slash radio. Do your part to release a child from poverty today. You know, they say the best is yet to come. 
But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. Well, start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10, right here on 101.5 Word FM. As a cold front departs to our south, we'll have a shower around this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy and cool tonight, a low of 48 degrees. Staying cold tomorrow, blend of clouds and sunshine, a high of just 67. High pressure builds tomorrow night for partly cloudy skies and a low of 51. That will set up a comfortable but warmer afternoon on Thursday. Partly sunny skies, a high up to 79 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Steve Gordel's with us. In these dark times that we uh, call today, offering a little encouragement, some good news on the world, and happy to have it. Steve, continue on. You've given us facts and figures about you know <laughs> yeah. things are getting a lot better. They are. Let me rattle off a few others. Motor vehicle deaths are dropping. You're less likely to be killed in a car accident. Nice. It's pretty much for certain you won't be killed in a plane crash. Uh, in the United States, we don't have commercial airliners going down anymore. Uh, and even terrorism that people are really concerned about. Um, in the U.S., you have a 1 in 3.2 million chance of being uh, killed by a terrorist. That includes the 9-11 fatalities. If you just start counting after that, it's dramatically lower than that. So you're probably uh, not going to get killed in a, in a vehicle. Uh, life expectancy has been rising. Uh, it's risen 20 years since 1960, so you're probably living longer. 20 years since 1960? It's a long time. That's wow. because less car accidents and murders. Women are dying less often in childbirth. Mm. Children don't die before the age of five in the, in the first world anymore. So you're going to live longer. Clean energy is getting cheaper and cheaper. Anybody who lived in Pittsburgh, say, in the 1930s or 40s, when they look out at noon and it's dark out there because they're really glad that uh, clean energy is becoming more and more the norm. Uh, The cost of solar energy was $350 per megawatt hour in 2008, and just eight years later, is down to sixty dollars. Uh, so getting getting cleaner out there. More countries are becoming democratic. Oddly enough, well, we've we've seen some concern about it slipping the other way. But truthfully, of the last um, 100, 150 years, more and more countries have become democratic. Less aut- autocracy. That's really good news. Uh, even like school bullying has decreased. And I I hear the stories about school bullies, and I think back in my junior high days i oh think oh my gosh man you know we were getting stuffed in lockers and all <laughs> afraid to go to that bathroom you know and i'm not saying that should be that way i'm just mel and saying. gary were throwing stones at me on the way up from the yeah. bus stop you know yeah. who you are <laughs> yeah. that doesn't happen as much anymore that's that's a nice thing people are working fewer hours but earning more uh, that's kind of nice in the 1800s the average work week was 60 hours a week today it's uh, just a tad under 40 Although I know that there's some listeners right now that are in the midst of a you know a 60-hour work week as well, but because real incomes have increased, modern Americans spend the majority of their money on luxuries. Uh, so that's that's improvement in terms of our our uh, capacity to earn, and the percentage that retired at age 65 has doubled here in recent decades. Wow! So that's a something to enjoy. Um, the price of common food items has declined. U.S. energy consumption has decreased. Less population uh, p- uh, pollutions in the air. Uh, we the Cancer rates are declining. 
These are the good old days, is what I'm trying to say. Now, uh, whether as believers that we can process that, in some ways, I think depends on our eschatology, which is a fancy word for how do you view the end of all things and the the end of the world and such, and where God wants us to finally end up. Uh, I remember sharing some of these facts with some people in our church at one point and getting some pushback with one person who said, well, how can you say that things are getting better when the Bible says that the world's going to be getting worse and worse all the time and at the end times? And I said, well, first of all, because I can say that because that's what's happening. I mean, the facts are that. And if you look and this is what's occurring, that's why I say it. Uh, but the, it does bear asking, how do we know that these are the end times? Maybe these are not the end times. Uh, I was thinking about this uh, when I was reflecting on the state of humanity back centuries ago and how likely it would have been that a believer in Jesus would have said, wow, this is so bad going on right now in the world that surely this is the mm-hmm. end. We can't keep going. This Obviously, the end is coming. Right. Like in the 12th century England. Uh, there was such anarchy in 12th century England that people, uh, the phrase came about that this is the age when Christ and his angels slept. Really? There was such mm-hmm. bloodshed, anarchy, amoralism, destruction that people said, obviously, this is it. This is it. Yeah, life people expectancy. called it out. Yes. Uh, life expectancy was 31 years uh, old at that time is how long you could live. The wow. church was extremely corrupt uh, as well. Uh, it would be very natural to say if you're living in that moment, never sure if some band of raiders is going to come and destroy your house and mm-hmm. kill your family, to say this is the end. It really looked bad, but looked bad, but it wasn't. Then, 14th century comes the bubonic plague. One third of human beings on the planet die. Of the bubonic plague. Wow! Can you imagine no, waking up imagine in, your, in your town knowing that a third, a third of, of it is gone, a third of your family gone? In some places, it was higher. You know, so in that kind of drastic situation, would you not say, "I think the end is coming. I think mm-hmm. this is the end times. I think people could rightly say that." Even in the United States, I was just reflecting on this in the 1930s. I I was not alive, and I'm I'm, I'm not that old. <laughs> 1930s. Uh, I was just thinking, what would it be like to live right then? The, the, you're in the midst of the Great Depression, mm-hmm. so the economy is collapsed. And while you're struggling with that, then the Dust Bowl hits the West, mm-hmm. basically taking the farmland from the West mm-hmm. and blowing it into the ocean. It's being swept away. And then World War II is looming. Mm-hmm where you have the Holocaust and the Nazis advancing across Europe and extinguishing the lights of civilization there with the fascists. But the Nazis lost. The Dust Bowl stopped. The economy came back. That was not the end. The, the reality is, as, the, as believers in Jesus, we don't know when the end is going to be. And I really would hope that as believers, we will live experience expecting mm-hmm. yes. that his kingdom will come, right? We pray the Lord's prayer. Lord, your kingdom, kingdom come, come, your, your will, will be done be. on earth as yeah. it is in heaven. What if that prayer is answered? <laughs> you know, what, what if we are actually supposed to pray that with meaning? I, I kind of think we are. And if we do that, 
it shouldn't be a surprise that the world gets to be a better place. And it is becoming a better place. We want you to uh, celebrate that. Outstanding. Steve Cordell's with us, offering some encouragement on a Tuesday afternoon. We're going to talk about uh, the church's involvement in all that encouragement, what it is to be a believer, and the impact that the church has had on the world. Stay with us. Steve Cordell from Crossroads United Methodist Church. 101.5 WORD with James McDonald and Walk in the Word. When sin has been festering in your heart, it may feel like you'll never be free. But you can, and by God's grace, you will. This week on Walk in the Word, James McDonald continues the series called Think Differently with practical lessons on how to renew your mind in Christ. Listen all week to Walk in the Word with James McDonald. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on 101.5 WORD. So here's a great question. How much would you save if you joined MediShare for your health care program? The typical savings for a family is about $500 a month. You might save more. Tammy left a major company and needed a new way ahead for her family. She'd heard about the savings with MediShare, but was wondering about the network of providers. Once we started the program, I have not had to switch one doctor for myself or for my kids. So we, all the doctors that we were previously with were all in MediShare. And she says the process has been fantastic. I got off the phone and I was like, that's what it should be like. It was a pleasurable experience. Um, an encouraging experience at that. MediShare might be just the thing you're looking for for your family, your budget. Use the savings for other things. Why not get your questions answered? Find out how much you can save. You can call right now. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. Ah. That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original mattress factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at ramachristianschool.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Graduation is an exciting time in life, but it can also leave you feeling a little uncertain about what's next. If only your high school diploma came with a career game plan. The good news is Express Employment Professionals is here to help. If you're looking for immediate work, sign up for the Express Jobs app and you'll be able to apply for a variety of quality jobs quickly and easily. If you want to continue learning and building skills, you can access 18 free CTC courses through their Express Learn program. Learn more today at expresspros.com or call 412 Hey, welcome back. The good news today. Steve Cordell's with us. 
Crossroads United Methodist Church. Kathy, got good news? Well, sometimes I think it's about perspective. As you were talking, Steve, in our last segment, I know that you're going to be surprised by this, but I started thinking about Doctor Who. <laughs> naturally, naturally. Well, listen, listen to me when I tell you this. I'm going to try to set this up for you in a way that makes sense. But uh, there's a classic Doctor Who episode called "The Empty Child," and it takes place during World War II in Britain. Okay, um, while during the Blitz, and it's about a young woman, very young woman, who has a young child, and she is trying to care for all of these parentless kids that are in her neighborhood, and it's just a dark sad, sad episode. But of course, Doctor Who and his companion are time travelers. So they're coming from the present. They can kind of go in and out of all different cultures and planets and times and whatever. So they come into this time period to kind of see what's going on. So the doctor's companion befriends this young woman, right? This young woman is just completely overwhelmed by the Blitz. I mean, they're underground most of the time. They don't have enough food. The kids have lost their parents. She's the only adult. I mean, it's just... It's completely overwhelming. Anyway, as the episode goes on, this young woman who lives in the 1940s in Britain realizes that this woman who has befriended her is not from her time. Mm. She doesn't look the same. Something's weird about her. She's talking in a different way. So finally, she gets up enough courage and she says, you're not from our time, are you? And the companion says, no, I'm not. I'm from the future. And she says, you're wearing – she had a Union Jack on her shirt. She said – you're British. And she said, yes. And she says, why don't you speak German? And the companion says, because we win. Mm -hmm. We win. Mm -hmm. And that young woman was like, she could, there was this moment where she couldn't, could that be true? Could we win? Because that was not in her reality at that moment. Mm -hmm. There was everything dark. But just those words, we win. Mm, That's wonderful. Changed everything about how she looked at her current time. I love it. Mm -hmm. Right? It was a beautiful moment. Anyway, it's one of those things that if we remember what's going to happen, and by we, I don't mean we Americans win because we're talking in a global church sense. But Jesus has already won this battle for us, right? Against all misery and all suffering and all sin. And I can assure you, I'm going to steal that to make it a, a sermon illustration. I'm telling you, if you see it, you have to watch it. It'll bring you to tears. It's so beautiful. That's, yeah, that it really, sounds it's marvelous. So beautiful. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I've rattled off a number of ways, and I, I would have to say I would not want to trade my living in this time than any other time. This is These are the good old days. God has been doing a whole lot more. Uh, you know, bringing goodness in this world, and it's through his people, the church. So uh, I'd like to just share a little bit about the church. So how about some yeah. good news for the church? We don't Please. always hear good news about the church, do yeah. we? Um, but the reality is, first, globally, Christianity is thriving. Uh, these are stats from the U.S. Center for World Missions. Uh, the population uh, of the world, the percentage practice of practicing Christians is four times higher than it was in 1900, just a little over 100 years ago. Think about that. Four times higher, more, more, more Christians. Non, uh, this, is, this is what's really exciting to me. Uh, you talk about we win. Mm-hmm. We are winning. Uh, if you take the ratio of non-Christian you know, or nominal Christian versus practicing Christians, back in the year 100, it was 360 to 1. There were 360 non-Christians for every mm. practicing follower of Jesus in the world. Wow. Today, that number is 7 to 1. Wow. Seven non 
practicing or not or non-Christians to one practicing believer. It's amazing. And what's exciting to me about that is that the rate of that number dropping is accelerating. In other words, it's dropped much quicker in the last 10 years than it had in the and back in the you know first 500 years of the church. So what I'm trying to say is we as believers are actually advancing the kingdom of God in the world. Uh, the number of unreached people groups is dropping significantly. Now, it's still not zero, but it is definitely being reduced. Um, this, I've been in France a number of times, and we, we work in France as a church there, so I'm aware of that. In 1950, there were only 50,000 uh, evangelical Christians in France. Today, there's 650,000. Uh, and there's a 15% increase in churches, evangelical churches, because they're doing church planting. They're, they're rapidly um, planting churches. The, the number of evangelicals has doubled in the, la- the last 10 to 12 years really? in France. Really? So, I mean, it's still not the majority. It's still small, but, but it's still doubled. doubled. It's doubled. It's moving in the right direction. Um, and the reality is that the center of Christianity has shifted to the global south. So – um, it was a century ago that 80% of the Christians in the world lived in Europe or the United States. And today, uh, that, that's not the case. Today, it's only 40% of the world's Christians live in mm. the United mm-hmm. States or Europe, which is why our view here might feel a little bit different. Um, but elsewhere around the globe, we see Christianity advancing. In, in Africa, um, in in 30 years from now, uh, 40% of the Christians in the world will be living in Africa if the trends continue. Uh, but Asia is right behind it. Christianity is growing at twice the population rate uh, of growth there in, in Asia. In China, do you know in China, on any given Sunday, there are more people worshiping in China, worshiping Jesus, than there are in the United States. Uh, so the the followers of, of Jesus in China are making tremendous strides. So what about the United States? What about the church in the U.S.? Are we just like in the dumps here, or you know what's what's uh, what's to be expected? Well, there are some positive signs. As much as we hear about the gloom of the rise of the people who say none when asked if they have any pre- preference, um, there are some positive signs of what's happening in the U.S. First of all, uh, a couple years ago, finally we got to the point where we started more churches than we have closed. Hmm. That didn't used to be the case. For most of the 20th century, we were closing, it seemed like, um, not the 20th century, but last, uh, say, 50 years, closing more churches by far than we started. But today, uh, we are seeing many uh, new churches beginning, and we've, we are closing fewer than we start. So we're having a positive net gain there. And new forms of the church are taking root uh, because – the diversity of society, the church is responding with creativity. And there are lots of different forms of the church, be it uh, house church, be it uh, cell-based church, be it uh, other forms of, of, of worship. It's, it's, it's not uh, all one kind of block anymore. It's a great variety. Now, we've heard a phrase, uh, pastors anyway, I don't know if everybody in the in the church has heard, but for pastors, for many years we've heard 80% of the churches in the United States are declining or mm-hmm. plateaued. Yes. Got some good news, that is not true. 
Tom Rayner has done some research. This has just come out in the last oh, six, eight months. He's done a thorough research. And at Lifeway, they do solid research there. Yes, they do. And this is what they discovered, that 56% of the churches in the U.S. are declining. 9% are plateaued. 35% are growing. Hmm. So the reality is that 65% of the churches are declining or plateaued, which is not still to be excited, but – that is a significant difference between 80%. Uh, so, so while we can't say we're keeping pace yet with the population growth in the U.S., we are actually seeing signs of reversal in the fact that we've got um, more churches being started. There's less of the churches that exist are declining. That's some good news you don't hear all the time. So it's nice to celebrate some good news. Heck yeah. Um, Let's talk about believers, Christians. It's been – I know I've heard this and have been just shaking my head over this for a long time. Many years we hear Christians are getting divorced as often right, yes. as non-Christians. Yes. Good news, that's not true. Um, it, it, in fact, the, fra- the, the stat, many will say 50% of marriages end in divorce. That is not true either. Actually, it's about 33%. And the good news is that – for those who practice their faith, those who worship together, who actually are pr- practicing Christians, not nominal, but practicing, that statistic is, is less than half. So if it makes a difference. If you're actively engaging your faith and following Jesus, your family is more likely to hold together statistically. So uh, these little bits are kind of great news, you know. Hollywood that we've bemoaned for a long time. Well, Christians are making some movies these days that are making a lot of money. It's actually family Christian kind of films are viewed with less disdain now yes. um, by those who produce it. That's a wonderful thing. Um, the church is not dying in the United States, but it is changing. That That's certainly true. Uh, but I think we can celebrate that actually – we the, the kingdom of God is not dead in the United States. Uh, there and some of the things we've always heard, like the number of churches declining and the number of Christians getting divorced, are statistically actually much better than what we have uh, been led to believe. Outstanding. Steve Cordell's with us from Crossroads United Methodist Church. He's been bringing us encouraging news, really good news about the world as a whole and the church in particular. But I, I guess Steve, when you come back, it doesn't mean that everything is perfect. We still have some work to do. Stay with us for that. Steve Cordell ahead here on The Ride Home. Your credit card companies love you. They love it when your cards stay maxed out. They love it when you only make minimum payments. They love it when you struggle. Why? Because they own you. And minimum payments mean maximum profits. Here's great news. National Debt Relief is now offering you free information on how to escape your credit card debt nightmare. If you owe more than $10,000 in credit card debt and are only barely making minimum payments, know this, you may not have to pay it all back. In fact, you may have the right to settle that debt for only a fraction of what you owe. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of people get rid of over $500 million of debt, and they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Get the information you need for free right now before this offer goes away. Call National Debt Relief now and escape your credit card debt troubles. 800-679-1288. 800-679-1288. 800-679-1288. 800-679-1288. 
An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word. Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lay back. It's that end of day. (sighs) Ah. That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com The economy is growing, businesses are hiring, and Americans are feeling good about their future opportunities. Looking to upgrade your career? Word FM hosts an online virtual job fair 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. Keyword virtual at WordFM.com now to find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsored by Express Employment Professionals of Robinson Township. The virtual job fair at WordFM.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve Cordell's been offering encouragement to us this year, or this uh, hour, I should say, although we'll take this year as well. Right? <laughs> that should be the calling card. I should just bring good news every time I come. Please. I like I it think, once I a month. I want to do that. That'd yeah. be good. We Pretty need nice. it. Yeah. Okay, so you offered news, Steve, about the arc of the history of the world, then the church in particular. But, of course, there's you know two sides of the coin, aren't there? Well, uh, all the good news does not mean that Everything is perfect, obviously. We still have pressing problems. We have significant threats. The kingdom of God has not been fully established on the earth. Uh, But as followers of Jesus, we do get the privilege of partnering with God to make his kingdom come. And we can work with justifiable hope is what I'm trying to say. Mm. That, uh, yes, we have to attack some of these issues. But you know what? We should do so with the understanding that God's power is with us and that he wants to bring his kingdom into the earth. Mm. Uh, aren't you glad that Jonas Salk didn't mm, yes. s- stop with his polio research and say, you know what, it, the world's just going down the tubes and it's mm-hmm. the end is near, so who cares? Right. I think we're all grateful that he did what he did, right? Uh, and uh, I'm glad that the French did not just give up and say, well, you know, Jesus said that people would fall away and you know the Bible says that and... No, they said, let's start to plant churches Mm -hmm. very intentionally and very rapidly, and they've been seeing a reversal in the uh, secular march in France. So the book of Philippians tells us to think on these things, right? Philippians 4.8 says, whatever is true, True. whatever is noble. It is true that God has done some really good things, and I I wish I had some more time, certainly not within the bounds of this program, to to delve into the the Christian roots 
and the impact of the gospel on all those things we just talked about happening in the world that are positive. Uh, I believe you can see some them traced traced that way. But there are plenty of reasons for believers to work with hope uh, and to know that Jesus said this year to pray like this and he gave us mm-hmm. the Lord's Prayer. To pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's live like we're expecting that prayer to be answered. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? In many, many ways, it is being answered. These are the good old days. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not perfect, but that's what our privilege is. We get to say, okay, Lord, use me. And so uh, that's my hope today is that uh, you'll have a little bit more courage to step in to do uh, but God, step into the darkness of the expectation that your light will make a difference. Very good, Steve. Thanks an awful lot. I'll, I'll take it at that. No encouragement is wasted encouragement, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. Steve Cordell, Crossroads United Methodist Church. These are the good old days. Encouragement for today. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The White House is blaming the Philadelphia Eagles for President Trump's decision to cancel a planned White House event celebrating the team's Super Bowl championship. White House spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders says the team last Thursday notified the White House that 81 individuals would attend. In the end, she said the Eagles offered to send only a tiny handful of representatives to the event while making clear that the great majority of players would not attend. Instead... President Trump held what he called a celebration of America. It is my great pleasure to welcome everyone to the White House for this patriotic celebration. Beautiful, beautiful day and a beautiful celebration. On Wall Street, a mixed day as the Dow was down by 14 points to 24,800. The Nasdaq rose 31, the S&P advanced 2, oil up 77 cents to $65.52 a barrel. This is SRN News. Oh, my papa, to me you are so wonderful. Oh, my papa, to me you are so good. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. I'm a little biased, but I think we five minor kids got the best dad around. Let's celebrate those special men in our lives with a Springhouse Father's Day steak fry and chicken barbecue. My brother Sam and his boys will crank up the barbecue pit outside and grill the chicken quarters and the New York strip steaks with our special Father's Day marinade. Come hungry for all the fixins to go with your steak or chicken hot off the pit. Top off the meal with a brownie or blondie, something to suit every dad's taste, or any of our other sweet creations. Of course, every dad is treated to a Springhouse ice cream cone, and we'll have live music all day, too. Visit the calves out in the play area and plan to have a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339, or springhousemarket.com. We've been very honored to win the Better Business Bureau Torch Award for Business Ethics three times, which is great. Energy Swing Windows, Steve Rennekamp. But we were recently recognized with an award that was totally unsolicited. It's called the Best of the Best Award. Uh, This is an award you don't apply for. And the organization that does this selects companies that have great reputations in the marketplace. They look at your online reviews. They look at your website. They look at Better Business Bureau reports. They look at a whole variety of things and they determine if you fit the criteria of being the best of the best. And fortunately, uh, they thought we did. There's a very short video on the front page of our website that talks about this award and the way we do business and why we received it. 
Energy Swing, best of the best. Right now, Word FM listeners get 5% off over and above any current offers on windows and doors and $1,200 off any basement finishing project. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com. John Hunter was the speaker at a camp that my family and I attended. Chuck Swindoll is a master storyteller. One of his itineraries took him from one preaching point to another by plane. He sat down by a, a woman on the plane and she said, By the way, what do you do? What's your work? He says, Well, I'm a teacher. So what do you teach? Teach the Bible. I don't believe the Bible. What's the trouble? He asked, but she says, I just cannot believe that Noah swallowed that whale. Chuck's stories show us the world around us. But now Insight for Living faces a financial challenge that could impact your ability to hear Chuck. Giving levels have dipped and the need is nothing short of urgent by June 30th. You can give back to the man and the ministry that have encouraged you for years. Log on to Insight.org or call 800-772-8888 and tell them you're listening to Chuck on this station. 800-772-8888. As a cold front departs to our south, we'll have a shower around this evening, otherwise partly cloudy and cool tonight, a low of 48 degrees. Staying cold tomorrow, blend of clouds and sunshine, a high of just 67. High pressure builds tomorrow night for partly cloudy skies and a low of 51. That will set up a comfortable but warmer afternoon on Thursday. Partly sunny skies, a high up to 79 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along for this uh, Tuesday edition. It's really chilly out there, isn't it? I really, I have to say, I like it. It feels good. It's not really chilly. It's chilly. Come it's, on. I mean, it's, I mean, you want to put a sweatshirt on. No, but wait I, a second. I mean, really chilly. We had like three years of winter. Uh, you and I of the non-air-conditioned families. Yeah, yeah. I like it hot. The tiny percentage. This, I do like it hot. This is a little This is a little cool for me in summer. I agree. It was good sleeping last night, though. Wasn't it good? <laughs> you know, how about you know with, my, with my new... Um, my new move to the attic. You know, yeah, my, yeah. my husband and I have moved up, have changed bedrooms in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Gretchen, who's living with us over the summer. We've we've uh, added another daughter to our family nice. and uh, temp- on a temporary basis. But we had to make room for Gretchen, and so we moved up to our attic. Yeah. And, man, I'll be honest with you, it's hot up there. Oh, <laughs> you think? <laughs> I just want you to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had attic apartments. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where you speak. It's hot up there. But, uh, you know, we, we, ta- we keep saying, are, do we need an air conditioner yet? Because we don't want to buy it if we don't have to. My kids are complaining about that. I got to be honest; I haven't needed it yet. No, of course it has, not. I, I'm good. It's fine. I'm fine. Now, July and August, is, oh, they're coming. Okay, so so we can deal with it then. Yeah, push it down the road, right? But I'm okay with it now. Of course, fine. Okay, I've good news for you. Hmm. Did you know that today's hot air balloon day? Does that mean anything to anybody? It uh, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I don't know if that's really a no. no. Thing Although that matters. Do you know a yearly? I believe it's in New Mexico. They do a hot air balloon festival. I bet that's pretty. It's on my bucket list. Oh, you'd like to go see that? That'd be a blast. Would you like to go up into a hot air balloon? Well, I, I guess if I was there, you know, in in the desert in New Mexico, and I was surrounded by a hundred other hot air balloons or more, I'd say yes. Yes, I'd love to. Um, but, I, you know, there's some reason to be a little leery. I mean, I saw the Wizard of Oz, and that was chaos towards the end. I forgot about that. What? Oh, what's... 
Uh-huh. I can't come back. I don't know how it works. <laughs> okay, so, so that, that's what you're afraid might happen in New Mexico. Now, you remember the film, right? At the end of the film. We I just hate played, that like, movie. I, I hate love it, that movie. I hate it so much. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's the worst movie for kids ever made. So Dorothy's supposed to get in the gondola of the hot air balloon and fly away. Right. But as you, you might imagine, the wizard was less wizardly right. in reality. Another, another – scene to terrorize children mm-hmm. yeah. yeah your way home's been blocked that's great what a great great no, no. family which movie made it the ultimate what you click your heels together mm-hmm. there's no place like home yeah there's that's no useless like that's home. so dumb come on okay so there was a little debacle there with a hot air balloon yeah there was a big debacle with would you like balloon. to go on a hot air balloon i'm a little leery about it not because of the film but because you hear it just accidents. well, it just seems like you don't have a you have minimal control. You don't have like no over control the, over the thing. What's you the know? song? Any way the wind goes doesn't really matter to me, right? I don't know that song. Oh, yeah. Any way the wind goes doesn't really matter. You know that song? I might. That's Queen. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I do know that actually. Yeah, Good you. job. <laughs> All right, new mic. Being facetious. Um, your feelings about The Wizard of Oz. I absolutely love The Wizard of Oz. How, How could, could you not? Come on, Kath. Listen. The Wizard that, of Oz. I grew up on The Wizard of Oz. It's Americana. Thank How you are you normal? I don't know. I mean, were wife. you not scared by that movie? Absolutely not. I wasn't no, no, scared no. by the flying when, monkey. When, I was. When the scary witch takes the dog on yes. her bicycle Terrifying. and it's black and white, that's not scary to you? When I watched that, I first watched it when I was four. I was so obsessed with it. Yeah. I watched it every, almost every day and my grandfather had to hide it because he, he was absolutely sick of watching it. Nice. Happy had to hide it. Was that Happy on videotape? Was it on it videotape? Video or, oh. VHS. Okay, nice. listen to me. I have two daughters, as you know, Mike, who are 19 and 16. Do you know? That neither of them have ever seen what? that film. You've what? You've influenced them so they much against the lived. film. Never listen. I I pledge to them because I love them that when they were children they would never see that movie oh because it God. traumatized me. Traumatized me. I hate Tiger mom. Okay, Tiger I, mom. I, helicopter <laughs> parent. <laughs> failure. <laughs> bad mother. Failure. Let those children grow. Like, all of a sudden, it's worse than Facebook. Okay. <laughs> Listen, so not that the black and white scene with the scary witch lady and the dog that she just stole is not mm-hmm. bad enough, right? But you've got the flying monkeys. Yep. You've got the nasty green witch in her mm-hmm. tower. who's And she's always on the verge of abusing the puppy. Is. How is that a good movie? No, it's not the puppy. It's the, Toto. The only, none of that scared me. No, the only, I'll tell you one thing that scared me. <sighs> yeah. And it scares me to this day. It was the trees. That was oh, throwing yeah. apples at hey Dorothy. You. Hey you. That's like my biggest fear in life. I'm walking through the forest. And, and the they, apple trees and they... act up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Me. Right, yeah, I mean, exactly. of all the things to be afraid right. of in that full movie, uh, new Mike, you adjust your medication, please. Trees. No, nice. that's scary. There's nothing worse than an angry tree. Listen, I agree. Just right. throwing yeah. apples and twigs at you. Oh, right. my. It's terrifying. Gosh. Wait, how do we get on the uh, Lord of Oz jag? Well, because we were talking about hot air balloon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you brought up the hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dorothy. It's easily Julie Gar- or Judy Garland's worst performance. No, it's not. Oh, no yes, way. it is. Come on, Kel. yes, it is. Listen, here, wait, here's the deal. You oh, are is. clearly in Delusional. the in the mi- minority. Yes, here. but I'm a vocal clearly minority. In the minority. Yes. No, he's, I mean, 
I thought growing up that that's all she did. I didn't realize the unbelievable panoply of musicals that she's done, every one of which are miles better than than Wizard of Oz could ever be. For every child in the United States born between 1945 and 1965, Mm -hmm. the annual showing of The Wizard of Oz was one of the highlights of the year. Yeah, it was a highlight. I could could judge when I would have nightmares on an annual basis. It would be right after The Wizard of Oz was on. I don't know. I mean, Stan and Nanny, I think they coddled you. No, I, I don't think they, they did. did. They should have toughened you up a little bit. Didn't. All right, uh, we're, we're taking a break. Oh, what are we coming back for? Oh, 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 this is, oh, well, I have no I have no skin in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain why later. All right, that's fine. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. Your station for leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. When you surrender your love to Christ, God the Father says... All that Jesus inherits, you inherit. All that Jesus' righteousness is your righteousness. All of Jesus' authority is your authority. All that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. Dig deeper this week on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Marley Financial has done it again. And I know that many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. And so you know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But did you know that now they're also offering the very best group health plans in the nation? Typical savings up to 40 Small, medium, large groups, Marley's got you covered because Marley gives you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you want. A Highmark Hospital, a UPMC Hospital, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins, because Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you and also what's best for your employees. Whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So... Why don't you give Marley Financial a call? Ask your questions, 724-884-1496, and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496, or find them online at marleyfg.com. Brianna was diagnosed with visual and auditory processing disorder and dyslexia. When she wouldn't have the success she was looking for, you could just see her kind of going into her shell, trying to take what was in her mind and get it to paper. Just that connection just wasn't there. The assessment showed me that there was actually more of a struggle there than even we were aware of. Brain Balance gave Brianna the tools to succeed. She's in class. She's actually raising her hand and she's interacting and not afraid to, okay, if I make a mistake, that's okay, but I'm going to keep trying. She's like, I know I struggled, but they were right there to tell me, keep going, keep trying. Her academics have increased beyond any of our expectations. Her teachers are amazed. They're just amazed. This is a great program. It's helped my child beyond measure. Help your child achieve success all summer long. Call Brain Balance today and get a jump start on your child's next school year. Make a real difference in the life of your child and your family. Call today, 724-390-9012. Hi, this is Clint Hurdle, manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I want to invite you to the ballpark on Friday, July 27th for our annual Faith Night at PNC Park. After we host the Mets, some of our players and I will be discussing what an important role that faith has played in our lives, both on and off the field. Join us and visit pirates.com slash faith night to reserve your seats. We're looking forward to seeing you at the ballpark. More details at wordfm.com slash pirates. Oh, God!
Saturday, June 23rd, Epic Leap Entertainment proudly presents Big Daddy Wee. Live at the Belmont Complex in Katanning with special guest, Citizen Way. Tickets on sale now at showclicks.com. Big Daddy Weed, 8 p.m. live. Doors open at 6 p.m. Don't miss Big Daddy Weed, June 23rd. Sponsored by JMD Waterproofing. pregnant with my first daughter yeah i you know matt they, you know they ask you all sorts of questions in your in your uh childbirth or pre um like your parenting classes you remember those I you did. went to we you went know, to two parenting classes and then my child came 10 weeks early oh so you didn't so know we, anything we were done, right know. so you okay yeah. so you got to, you got the um get out of a uh, jail free card basically. Sure did. i shouldn't say that because it was really fine but they ask you, okay, so how how are you going to feed the baby? Are you going to do breast or bottle? Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I said I wanted to nurse my baby because I, you know, I thought that, that was the healthiest option is, for right? the baby, and you know, I wanted to do that. And uh, so they say, okay, that's great. And um, they said, do you have any questions about that? Well, what questions am I going to have? I, I mean, know. all I could think of were all the pictures of like Madonna and child. You know, it's like you mean this, Madonna the rock star. No, no, I okay. meant the actual Mary. You know, so. Throughout all of history, Mary portrayed with the baby Jesus in this perfect, you know, beautiful moment. And they're just this perfect symbol of maternal, mm. you know, sufficiency and baby happy Bonding. and all's good with the world. And the nativity is, you know, all bright and beautiful. How'd that work? <laughs> it was such a disaster. Was I it? cannot even Difficult express time. the chaos of the first 12 weeks of my daughter's 12 life. 12 weeks? But I, I could, my daughter couldn't figure out how to eat. I couldn't figure out how to feed her because I was expecting the Madonna and child thing. I never knew there was such a thing called a lactation consultant. Mm, like, who does, who has that job? Like, what is that about? Anyway, I, there was a moment when my child was maybe 10 days old, 14 days old, and um, I had someone say, now, I, you need to know that your daughter is not getting enough food. Someone said that. Yes. Oh, that's now that scary. is the last thing right. that a new mother needs to hear is your child is not getting enough food. You need to know, which translates into you're a poor mother. Yes. Yes. You are insufficient for your right. task. How could you not know that, you exactly. big dummy? Exactly. So it took it took a full twelve weeks. Wow. I mean, I literally did not. I didn't do anything for twelve weeks, but figure out how to feed my well, child. Well, the good news is I saw your daughter on Sunday. She looks great. She's very she? healthy. She's alive. She did fine. Yes. She did fine. She's 19. Mm-hmm. So I think we worked it out. She's a swimmer, so I think she's got enough food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's an NCAA athlete, so I think that, you know, we yep. started her off. Of, but look, I, I remember those days like it was yesterday, that desperation of feeling like I am the, I am the only thing between my baby and death. Wow. Yeah, that's what you think, right? Yeah. And when someone says your baby is not thriving, well, it has to be my fault. All right. Well, the good news is Rebecca McLaughlin is with us. Rebecca holds a PhD from Cambridge University, a theology degree from Oak Hill Seminary in London. She's a regular writer for the Gospel Coalition, also online at RebeccaMcLaughlin.org. But she wrote a piece at the Gospel Coalition. Rebecca, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. 
Thank you. So, Rebecca, you know, I'm also very pregnant. Yes, uh, yes. So, congrats, <laughs> congratulations. So, you're pregnant with your third baby. I am. Yeah. And from your writing, I realized that you and I had similar experiences being new moms. So, I think it's you, me, and ninety percent of women yeah. in the world who've ever attempted to breastfeed. Which is, you discover pretty quickly that you don't know how to do it. The baby doesn't know how to do it. It's extremely painful as you're getting established, and it requires getting up in the night more times than you ever thought oh. you human it. Oh, my gosh. Rebecca, talk about that feeling. I'm, I'm sure you had it, that you are the only thing standing between your baby and death. Oh, yeah. I, I had a similar conversation to the one that you referenced a minute ago with a nurse at the hospital who kindly said to me, my observations about this baby are that she is very tired and very hungry. <sighs> And this was a couple of days into newborn life with my little girl, and I I couldn't have been more upset. Because <laughs> uh, you do feel, and the reality is, to some extent, it's it's true. And not to say, you know, obviously you could you can feed the baby in, in other ways, but the challenge of breastfeeding is that if that's what you're doing exclusively, that is the source of nourishment for your child. And if things aren't working out, that can be really bad. Right. So, Rebecca, you know, for, for women who are listening and, you know, men who are listening who are having a newborn at home and an, an infant at home, they understand exactly that desperation, the lack of sleep, the, you know, overwhelming sense of responsibility, all of those things. But for people who've never had children or people whose children are older, you, you, you kind of forget how intense those early days are. Can you talk about that? Yes, I think there's an intensity to it and a, an, both an emotional intensity, as particularly at the first time around. You're so terrified you're going to harm your baby physically, psychologically, in whatever which way. You're physically recovering from essentially a, what feels like a major operation of having a child. So you're, you're at a, a very low point physically and, and emotionally yourself. And you're trying to sustain another human being potentially for the first time. I'm hoping that with a third child, I'll be a little less angst-ridden, but I'm right, sure right. it'll be hard and painful. Um, but I think one of the things that was thrilling to me, just reflecting on that process and reflecting now, is how God makes metaphors, and He doesn't do it in the way that that we do by looking at you know what we see around us and thinking, well, this is like that. He actually made human relationships to be metaphors for His relationship with us. Mm. And I think we're all familiar with the idea of God as our Father, and that's something that you know, obviously Jesus em- emphasizes in the Lord's Prayer and is very present through the Scriptures. I think we're probably less aware of the metaphors of God as our mother. One of my favorite of which is, is in Isaiah, where it says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you, says the Lord. All I can say from my experience is that there was no, I mean, that's profound to me because the problem is that there's no way to forget an infant, especially when right. you're, when you are the only source of nourishment that the baby has. And so that type of devotion and responsibility, I understand the fact that God could have more of that, like significantly more of that than I had is awe-inspiring. Yet I think it's easy if you haven't had your own children to look at a woman with a newborn and think, oh, that's just lovely, and isn't he or she cute? And it doesn't look hard, right? But like, 
what do you got to do with the baby? Hold them, feed them, snuggle them. They're adorable. It really doesn't look that hard from the outside. When you are inside that process, you are barely holding it together. Right, right. As much as you see, you cannot forget your child. At the same time, when it's 4 a.m. and you haven't slept a full night in weeks and your child is crying again and you have to get up... I don't know about you, but I desperately want oh, to be able to forget. Oh, my gosh. Please, allow <laughs> I, so, allow I, somebody to forget. Right. You know, you want to roll over and pretend this is not your problem. Right. And and going through that entirely changed my perspective on what that metaphor in Isaiah 49 means, because it's less, gosh, aren't we as cute as a baby newborn and isn't God lucky to have us, and more... How extraordinary that God would love us in that sacrificial way. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Rebecca McLaughlin. She's a regular writer for the Gospel Coalition. You can follow her on Twitter, find her on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. So, Rebecca, as you are preparing for baby number three, and baby number three is due when? Beginning of August. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. You're in the home stretch. And how old are your other two kids? They will be eight and six by the time he comes. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. And you have two girls? I have two girls and this little wonder boy. Wow. Excellent. Whole new thing. <laughs> I would have been more than happy with three girls. <laughs> right, because right, you feel like you know what you're doing, right? Yes, but yes. this is going to put you out yeah, on the Yeah, girls are great. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, Rebecca, so talk then about where you are in your own personal process. Uh, in terms of this baby, yeah. I think I slightly, I slightly have third child syndrome, as in... I'm really not thinking about him as much as I did with the first. Um, and I just submitted a book manuscript, which was kind of like delivering a baby, and you know, prior to in fact delivering this baby. Uh, I think there's a there's a weirdness at any time in pregnancy when the baby is old enough to feel them, to having a full human being inside you who is moving autonomously. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. Like however many times you've done it, it's weird. And I think another perspective that that's given me is you know, when the Bible describes us, our, our lives being hidden with Christ in God. Mm. And there's a resonance there with the experience of pregnancy, where there's an entire human being who is hidden in me. He's dependent on my blood. What I eat, he eats. What I drink, he drinks. Where I go, he goes. And again, that, that to me speaks volumes about how Christ holds us our lives are sort of hidden in him and nothing can touch us because he's going to take the blows for us. And there's a sort of deep sense of being sustained by him. So that's one of the things I've been thinking about theologically as I've. That's really wonderful. I've never, I've never considered that before. That's really, that's wonderful. So, um, so what will, what will happen to your work when you have your baby? Are you putting everything on hold? I mean, until you figure out how to have, how to be the mom of three kids? Um, I, if past experience is much to go by, I'm not going to be putting things on hold for very long. I think there'll be a few weeks of reeling and figuring out breastfeeding again and getting a little bit of sleep. But uh, I have a delightfully flexible schedule at the moment, but lots of different projects that I'm involved in. So I think I'll be yearning for them before long. I'm not very good at I'm not very good at not doing some of the things that um, I enjoy in sort of a mental simulation sense. So I, I like to balance that with hanging out with my kids. Well, Rebecca, it's a wonderful article and a great perspective, and we're so excited about your new baby. Congratulations. And so, congratulations to you. Thank you.
Yeah, we'll be in touch. Hopefully we'll talk before the young man comes. Sounds great. Okay, that's Rebecca McLaughlin. All the details about Rebecca, find us on our website, johnnycathyshow.com. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Christian Faith Publishing helps thousands of authors publish their books with a company dedicated to strong Christian values. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. It all starts with our free author submission kit. Call 800-566-1012. We'll edit, design, copyright, protect, print, and distribute books online and in bookstores everywhere. You'll see your books in Christian bookstores Amazon, iTunes, Barnes & Noble, and many others. If you have a biography, novel, devotional, self-help, or other inspirational work, we get it published. We provide professional book editing, award-winning design, with the highest royalty structure in the industry. Plus, you retain 100% rights to your work. Get your book published today. Call for your free author submission kit at 800-566-1012. That's 800-566-1012. 800-566-1012. So the only thing really keeping you from enrolling your children in Christian school is sports? Trinity Christian School answers that concern with boys soccer, girls volleyball, and track for boys and girls. A well-rounded Christian education with the sports opportunities you want? Now that sounds really good. Trinity Christian School, ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. 412-242-8886. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, let's start a conversation. Call me, Mike Howard, General Sales Manager, 412-937-1500. Saturday, June 23rd, Epic Leap Entertainment proudly presents Big Daddy Weed. Live at the Belmont Complex in Katanning with special guest, Citizen Way. Tickets on sale now at showclicks.com. Big Daddy Weed, 8 p.m. live. Doors open at 6 p.m. Don't miss Big Daddy Weed, June 23rd. Sponsored by JMD Waterproofing. As a cold front departs to our south, we'll have a shower around this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy and cool tonight, a low of 48 degrees. Staying cold tomorrow, blood of clouds and sunshine, a high of just 67. High pressure builds tomorrow night for partly cloudy skies and a low of 51. That will set up a comfortable but warmer afternoon on Thursday. Partly sunny skies, a high up to 79 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. 
Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming along today for the uh, Tuesday edition. We had family in town over the weekend. My um, youngest graduated from high school. So on Saturday, we played Pittsburgh Tourists. Hmm, fun. It was a lot of fun. We uh, went up to Mount Washington. Of course, uh, we saw the sights. Uh, drove around the West End, went down to the Arts Festival, and chomped around for three or four hours. Great. Did you have a uh, funnel cake? I did not. I had nothing, actually. Wow. Nothing at all. Okay. Because I had a very nice dinner before we went down to the Arts Festival. Okay. But I I wanted to show my family the fabulous fountain at uh, at the point. And much to my dismay... It was not in full operational glory. Yeah, that's interesting. So there's an article in the PG today uh, by Carly Bonk. Um, so the problem is not with the side sprayers. Those they pumps wrong. are working. It's the, it's the center one, right? So it's under repair currently due to spring's excessive lingering flood season. Again, this is from today's mm-hmm. okay. Post-Gazette. Right, yeah. um, so a process that they have to prime the pumps at the start of the season. Okay. Usually it takes 10 or 15 minutes. But it took nearly an hour, and that's when they thought something's wrong if it's taking this long for the pumps to get primed. Bummer. Anyway, so um, they, there are eight separate pumps that work together to keep about a million gallons of water recirculating through wow, the fountain. Wow, really? Yeah. And the three center pumps that push the stream of water up are in the process of repair. So currently, the ones on the outside are working and will continue to work, right? But... The bad news is yeah. they don't have a set date for when we can expect the main fountain to be back oh, in no operation. Kidding. So because of all the flooding, they were set back by three weeks to even start the priming of the pump. I see. And so by the time they started this one, they realized there was a problem with the pump. And then they had to talk to their vendors and the contract, all this sorts. Of, you know what it's like when you have a problem. They have a lot of trouble with that thing. I mean, it costs a lot I mean, of money. It's a million gallons of water. <laughs> Really? That recirculates in there. I mean, it's a tremendous amount. Well, of water. it did not diminish anyone's fun and enjoyment. It's still beautiful. Oh, it's just it's not fabulous. It's just not the same. We were down there on Saturday evening, and the weird thing was, I, I forgot. How could I forget this? We were driving around, and the traffic was a little rough. And I was like, "Oh, it's the Kenny Chesney concert." So while oh, we were over goodness. there, you decided to tailgate. No, we did not. You said, come on, you guys, let's just no, pull in. No, 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 let's no. go meet some people. No, we just sat down bag. at the point and we heard the crowd roaring. And, you know, of course, there was a bajillion boats on the river. Right. It was still a lot of fun. Okay. It felt very metropolitan. Oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Even without the fountain. Even without the fountain. Did you yeah. see anything that you enjoyed at the Arts, at the Arts Festival? Festival? I can't. I don't want to poo-poo the arts festival. Oh, John's going to poo-poo the arts festival. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to just. I just said I don't want. Mike, to Mike, I think the he's doing festival. it. I think he's going to do it. Here's what I I saw this year. Now, I mean, I could take. I, I kind of like browsing. You know, all the artists. You're a browser. Yeah, I like to look up and down. It, the, I was kind of meh about the art. You know why? A lot of it was photography heavy, which I love, but it was all specific to glamour shots of the city of Pittsburgh. And there was a ton of over-the-top – I'm so tired of the yin's paraphernalia, all that. It was heavy, heavy, heavy. And my brother-in-law who was with me, he was like – Everybody's got a gimmick. So, you know, you know, you're going to a place and they're doing, you know, pen and ink drawings of wildflowers. Well, that's fine. But that's all they were doing. There wasn't a lot of variety to mm, me. So, okay. but I, having said that, and I don't want to poo poo, even though I am, I still really enjoyed walking around and just being part of the city. And especially from out of towners sort of showing it off. Yeah. The city looks great. Okay, great. It really, really does. Do you remember last year? With the umbrellas. 
I do. Okay. I was there anything like that? This nothing year? at all. See, no. I really loved that. That no. was a really wonderful element yes. that somebody thought up. No, there wasn't that. Okay. No. You know, uh, my wife. Uh, we bought my wife's engagement ring at the arts festival mm. from one of the uh, jewelers. And, of course, that's always fun. I always like looking. And, you know, and I like seeing the professionals, you know, the painters who are, you know, doing that, yes. the scenes and whatnot. I wish I had the money to go and support the, support the artists. Right. I mean, these people, the vendors, they come in from all over the country. You know, Dallas, Fort Worth, in, you know, Oklahoma. You think mm-hmm. you came all the way up here to sell. But there was. There was a preponderance, generally, of the Yinzers art. Okay. Which, you know, which is fun. I mean, t- 10 or 15 years ago, it was a great novelty. Now I believe it's just run its course. Do you have a Yinzer pick in your house, John? A Yinzer pick? Like a picture of the city? No. No, I don't. Kathy, do you? No, I don't. No? Do you? I want one. Yeah. I don't, I don't. care how a Yinzer that looks. I, it's a beautiful city. It's a beautiful view. Listen to what Mike's saying, John. Okay, well, don't get all uppity. I think, I, I think he's feeling a little no, morally no, superior just, to just you right now. It. I don't want it. I don't need it, Mike. I just don't. It's just meh. You know, it's fine. Yeah. I love the city, but you know, I don't need a you picture You know his photography it. I really enjoy a lot is Dave Ticello. Oh, my goodness. I He's really fabulous. love his photography. Yeah, me too. I try to forward, whenever I'm on Twitter and I see a, a pic of his, I try to forward yeah, it. Yeah, and that guy's all over town. He, he, you know, that's his business, mm-hmm. right? And he gets up so early. Does he ever? What is the deal? What time does Crazy he get early. up? Three. I mean, seriously, he's taking pictures at yeah. four thirty, at five. Yeah, I'm okay. checking him out at ten thirty. <laughs> so then, <laughs> giving him a like. Maybe for Mike's birthday and or anniversary, we need to get him a little a Yinzer photo. You okay. could have bought it at the arts festival if yeah. you didn't have such a yeah, bad attitude. No, no, no. You know, it's kind of like now we're, we're sort of spoiled again, of course, because of the internet. I'm walking around and I'm thinking this is just a physical representation of Etsy, right? Hmm. Right. And Etsy's fun. Well, yeah. The difference is though, you can actually look at the artist in the eye. I do. Which I is, have. Okay, I good. I did not buy, though. Oh, okay. And there were times that I wish I could buy, but it's it's awfully expensive. Yeah, that's the problem. I was there last year, and I saw a couple photographers who I – this one photographer was there. Um, he was from maybe out west somewhere, maybe Phoenix area. Mm-hmm. And he specialized in taking pictures of, like, church doors oh. in Europe. But they weren't, like, cathedral doors. Like – Tiny churches, yep. like super small, oh, like see. French countryside church doors. It they were so beautiful. Really, I would have loved to support him, and I told him how much I appreciated, but I just couldn't afford anything he had. No, it's funny you bring this up because I did not see any. I was kind of thinking, and I said this out loud to my sister-in-law. Um, I would like to see some representation of holy art or Christian art, or icons, mm-hmm. or things like that. There was none of that at all. It was, huh. And I was kind of thought about the process of what it is to show your particular skill, your, your creativity, and then you have to present that, I'm sure, before a panel of people who give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down to whether or not they'll allow you to have a booth. Well, or you have, and you have to be willing to pay. Oh, of whatever, course. whatever the sure rent is. Do, yeah, but you know, I'm sure it's a, if you get that down, and you know, you have your art in place, and then you go out on the circuit during the summertime, you can make a, a handsome living, don't you, you think? You could make a handsome living if you can afford the registration fee. Right. That's the and problem. I'm sure it's and not I, cheap. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a lot. But if you had the right stuff, yes, that was sellable. Yeah, then you would see that price at the right point. And right. I felt bad for a lot of artists who were just sort of sitting there on their hands waiting for someone to approach them and, and buy. Yeah. But I I would think, again, here's the internet boogeyman, you would think that Etsy is overtaking those art fair vendors because it's a lot easier. Yeah, and you can get – 
I mean, you can get so many more clients on Etsy sure. than you could, but you could do both. It's not like it had to be an either or. Yeah. You, you bought off Etsy. Oh, a ton. Me too. Yeah. I'm not a ton, but I bought yeah. off Etsy. Yeah. All, for every year for Christmas, I always buy from Etsy. Yeah, yeah. Because it's such a fabulous idea. It's a wonderful thing. It's like a craft show. Yeah. Oh, not a craft show. In, it's, it's better than a craft yeah, show. Yeah. In fact, I was at a, a store that I won't name. Um, and uh, we were talking to the the guy who worked there. He's just, you know, it's a regular retail job. Sure, sure. And uh, we we were there for a long time. And so we got to talking. And anyway, he started talking about how this is a side job for him because his main job is Etsy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Really? Wait, so the brick and mortar thing is the side, uh-huh. even though he's paying rent? Well, it's not his business. He oh, just works at the retail place. Okay. But Etsy was his full-time job. He and his wife own their own business, hmm. and they make kids' clothes. And if, you, if you were going to make – like I, I remember um, – you know, it's kind of funny how Facebook is. You know, um, I, I know somebody from college who I thought you know, she, she was like this fabulous dancer. And you know, she was friends with, um, with another friend of mine. They were, they were you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. So I'm, so I'm connected to her lightly on, on um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at her page one day after she liked something you know you do that she liked me and i thought i wonder what she's doing now was she selling crafts this this bummed me out tremendously because you know what she's selling what she's making bingo bags she's what bingo bags you know like you put your bingo chips in there and your little markers i thought oh my gosh (laughs) this is what's happened she was like this fabulous dancer fabulous and all of a sudden you know fast forward 20 30 40 years selling bingo bags we're in trouble. Yeah, there you go. Take a deep breath. You know that's true. That's a right? lot. Okay, so the crafts and the Etsy and the bingo bags and the arts festival, it's all here on the ride home in case you missed it. We're streaming live at wordfm.com. It is the ride home with John and Kathy. WORD. Sad but true. Everything that some people know about the devil, they learn from Hollywood. How about you? What do you really know about the devil? And what should you know about him? Find out this week when John MacArthur gives you a biblical look at God, Satan, and angels here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. You know how it is. You wake up and you either feel like saying, Good morning, Lord, or Good Lord, morning. Hey, this is John Hall, and I have to ask, if the second statement is more like you, why on earth haven't you tried my pillow yet? I've been talking to you about it forever. I'm telling you, once you try it, you'll fall in love with it right after you fall asleep on it. And since you're a kind and sharing person, you're going to want to share that gift with someone else, right? Of course you are. Good thing Mike Lindell, creator of MyPillow, is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Use the promo code WORD. You'll get two full-size MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. Which are great for travel. Plus, my pillow is the only pillow that comes backed with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Call 1-800-961-9207. Enter the promo code Word or visit mypillow.com and enter the code to get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or enter promo code Word at mypillow.com. Everything that happened just made me angrier and angrier at God and other people. Meet Freddie, an inmate whose life was changed on a three-day retreat with Kairos Prison Ministry. It's like church, but it's not like it. You have a more personal involvement, and that's what I liked about it. And that's not something that you get inside that much. Somebody that actually cares about you individually. Because in there, you're just a number. You feel a personal involvement with each of them. You can go to them and ask them a personal question or sit down and talk to them. And they break you off into groups and you talk to each other about how your week went every week, where you're 
walk with God is, and I like that. As somebody that received the help from a volunteer, that changed my life. I don't know where I'd be without it. You know, I'd probably be doing the same thing that I was doing before I went to prison. Well, now I come out and I can see God in my life. Before, I didn't really ask God for anything. Now I ask God for everything. I've been out since February. I've got a good job. I've got a house. I have a car. There's so many doors opening, I don't know which one to open first. <laughs> Call 412-368-6691. Kairos Prison Ministry. 412-368-6691. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, like today. Score two full registration tickets to Creation Northeast June 27th through 30th at Agape Farm Mount Union, PA for half off. That's four full days of camping and concerts, including Toby Mac, Jordan Feliz, Jeremy Camp, Mendiza, and more for just $101.50. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Amy Simpson is with us on a monthly basis. She's an author, a life and leadership coach, also the author of Troubled Minds, Mental Illness in the Church's Mission, and Anxious, Choosing Faith in a World of Worry. Amy, welcome back. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. Good to be here. Very good, always. Thank you. So, Amy, you start out by saying that Denmark consistently ranked among the happiest countries in the world, and people have been wondering why. Yeah, there's, this is actually really controversial, and if you start doing research on it, you can, you can fall down a, a black hole of speculation, um, including, you know, there are some people who say, well, it's not really the happiest country. People are just expected to say that now oh, no. <laughs> in Denmark. Or that they're so miserable all the time that any good thing, right, just makes them feel like there's hope <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and actually, the most common explanation at least for a while that was thrown out was the the something similar to that actually that um they were they were so pessimistic they're like a pessimistic people and they don't expect a lot of great things in life and so when things do happen they're they feel happy and they're sort of easily pleased (laughs) okay all right so there's something to be said for gratitude even though it's a low bar yeah exactly Okay. So what does that tell us? I mean, what if we lived our lives with consistently low expectations, what would that do to us? Well, I think this is actually a strategy that sometimes people use, you know, like I'm not I don't want to get my hopes up mm-hmm. because I, I'm afraid I'll be disappointed. And that I think that's fine and sometimes that can be healthy, but if we actually went out to try to live our lives that way, um, you know, expectations often have a, have a way of becoming self-fulfilling prophecies. Hmm. So we, we can actually set the bar too low in our lives so that we don't strive for good things or things that, you know, God might actually want to bless us with or um, the things that we were really kind of best suited for because we are afraid of being disappointed. We can actually kind of 
make our lives smaller than they need to be. Right, which runs anathema. I mean, this is, we're at the tail end now of graduation season. I was at a graduation ceremony on Friday night. And, of course, every valedictorian or salutatorian, right, they, they give the, the, the standard bearer of go out and crush your dreams and the world awaits you and wonderful things are, are coming. You don't want to lower the bar to low expectations and think, well, I'll take second or third best. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, my daughter actually just graduated from high school um, a couple weeks ago, so this is very real for us. And, you know, the, the last thing I want is for her to, you know, set really low expectations, a really low bar for herself, and yeah. actually end up accomplishing or doing much less than she is capable of. That's not what any of us want for our kids or, or for anybody we love. So then as a parent, right, you want, you want to set that standard, that the expectations, you want to raise for a higher standard in your life and all your dealings, right, whether it's, you know, keeping your room nice and tidy or how you look at yourself or how you look at a future career opportunity. At the same time, right, we know it's a, a difficult world, and so, you know, storms and troubles will come into our, into our world, and we have to be ready to, to handle those as well so it's always though you can't be off the chart and be sunny and optimistic every every inch of the day but you don't want to be debbie downer either so there's a balance in all these things yeah exactly and you know speaking of of young people you know it's a a good um, example of what can happen when we have really high expectations that are unrealistic people can actually be kind of set up for um expecting life to be something it's not um, and and that's not good for people either. No. Or, you know, this whole the old um, I'm trying to think Prairie Home Companion, you know, saying oh, right. all all the children are above average um, is actually statistically impossible. And yet, <laughs> if you look at the expectations of many people in our society, of what they expect from their kids, that we really do think that's possible. Apparently, because we sort of expect everyone to be above average, and you know, so that's not great either. Setting people up for for disappointment or failure because they just fail to be realistic. So yes, I think it's really important to have that, find that in-between space where our expectations are, they're not too low, they're not ridiculously high, Mm -hmm. they're realistic. And and they're things that are going to bring out the best in us and that we can actually possibly achieve or realize in our lives. Right. And that's hard to ascertain. I have have a friend who... um, and I would have never thought of this, never thought of this. But she said that something that was really detrimental to her getting used to being married were all of the happy Hollywood romance movies that she watched. Oh, really? Just like the, ha- you know, like the, you know, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, you know, like, you know, yeah, sure. whatever, it, you know, whether it's When Harry Met Sally or it's, you know, You've Got Mail or Two Weeks Notice, whatever those those movies are. Yeah. That sh- to her... It's unrealistic. It was unrealistic because, and I, I'd also never thought about this, that all of those movies end when the people get together, right? They don't show the, the process through the struggle, <laughs> exactly. the good times and the bad times. Exactly. And so to her, she just didn't realize how much growing up she had been inculcated in like the Hollywood idea of what a relationship is. And then she was all of a sudden in one that was going to be for the rest of her life. And she thought, you know, I, I literally... I. My expectations are messed up here. Mm. Yeah, and, and exactly. So that's a good example of, you know, being sort of being set up for disappointment and and even maybe a, you know, a serious, um, potentially serious need for adjustment. Right. Because right. that that can actually, for some people, that could actually result in a failed marriage. Yeah. 
You know, so that it's not to be taken lightly. So realistic expectations, right? They produce maybe a healthy environment for um, what? For the, the receiving of what may come your way and at the same time for pursuing the expectations. I mean, you just like I said, you can't always be sunny and bright, but you don't want to be the downer. You need to sort of walk this tightrope and be ready for what comes your way. That's a, a, a good sort of barometer of, um, of decent mental health. Yeah, exactly. I think when we have realistic expectations, we sort of get the best of both worlds in a sense. We can get the best of what low expectations provide, which is appreciation, and the best of what high expectations can provide, which is anticipation. <laughs> you know, we're we're looking forward to, ahead to more and we're striving for greater things and yet we ha- we're realistic and grounded enough to be very grateful for what we have when yes. we have it. And so yes, that is a good sweet spot for mental health. Okay, what about Amy, and we only have a couple minutes left, but what about when our expectations of God are too low? Yeah, you know, the interesting thing is with God, it, it's different, actually, because um, what we, we really can't have too high expectations of God. You know, having realistic expectations for ourselves means finding that balance. Having realistic expectations of God often means expecting far more and far greater, and yet we tend to define that by our own standards. You know, so what, having high expectations of God, we might think, means God's going to give me what I want, and He's going to, you know, give me the sort of life I want to live and, and provide the level of emotional happiness that I want from Him, and yet that's really about us. When we, when we sort of, you know, we submit ourselves to God's way of looking at the world and God's position in the world, we realize you know, we actually can't expect too much from him. And when we expect him to live oriented around us and just fulfilling our desires for him, he, we actually expect too little. Yes. You know, that's mm-hmm. a way of actually having low expectations of God is by adapting our expectations of him to our own desires. So Have having you... high expectations of him often means that you know, we expect that he will do his own thing, not ours. His own thing, yes. Amy Simpson is with us. She's a blogger, a writer, a life coach. We we had a guest on yesterday, Amy, um, who was a religious studies professor from uh, Grove City College. And he he was born in South Korea. And he said, you know, something to the effect of, well, you know, in America, we look at God in a totally different way than the rest of the world. And I'm sure the way we look at God also drives the way that we expect things from God. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, our, our expectations are different from someone born here in the United States as opposed to someone's expectations and of how God is perceived in North or South Korea. Totally different, but it's the, what we're born into and that worldview informs all of our lives, you know, and the expectations that come with that. Yeah, exactly. And yet God, God is uh, above all of it and he's, he won't be, uh, you know, when we, we actually get to know more of God and we actually get to be in his presence, I think we'll find Everyone is surprised. Yes, because God, <laughs> you know, God, he doesn't yep, fit any I, of our yes, expectations. I, yep. Right, because God does not That's disappoint truth, us, yeah. as you said. Yeah, exactly. Amy, thank you. Always a pleasure, thank Amy. Thank you. Hey, uh, Amy Simpson, mental illness and the church's mission and anxious, choosing faith in a world of worry.
The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. That's a passion of mine, serving an underserved population. Stock Family Dentistry's Dr. Megan Stock on treating special needs patients. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. It takes some patience. That's about it. And I try to provide that with every one of my patients, special needs or not. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. On Perry Highway in Wexford, visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. The Express Employment Professionals Team sends a big congratulations to all parents of 2018 graduates. Whether your graduate has a clear vision for the future or is feeling a little uncertain about what's next, the Express pros are here to help. Their Express Jobs app helps to make applying for jobs easier for those who want to get right to work. And for those who want to continue learning and building skills, their Express Learn program offers 18 CTC courses at no charge. Learn more at ExpressPros.com or call 412-494-2000. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. So yesterday, uh, Apple had a symposium where they were unveiling, you know, different uh, tech things that they've been currently working on. It's, you know, one of those tech reporters' dreams that they lay out the future, so to speak. Well, apparently, Apple is working on something which is... I guess depending upon who you speak to, uh, the, the um, idea is, well, it's about time or, well, you're kind of, you know, the stuff's already out there. The long story, the short story of it all is that Apple is working on a device that will, will track the amount of time we will tell us how much time we're on our smo- smartphones or on our computers. Now, you can already figure this out by going on your iPhone, but you have to kind of dig for it. Right. But right? Google already does this as well, don't they? They, they, have, they have, you know, you can find apps that, that Google I'm has. I'm sure, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you can do that. I haven't done that. No, but they're going to integrate them into the tech they're gonna itself. Be more, and they're going to be more prominent. You know what this reminds me of? It's mm. the exact same thing as the Surgeon General's warning that's on the bottom of the cigarette yeah. pack, right? Or, you know, make sure that you, you know, don't allow minors to ingest this product. So you're holding something that is unbelievably addictive. Yes. And they're allowing you to have it while at the same time, I think, feeling kind of good about themselves that they're going to slap this warning on the bottom. Of course. So that you don't, like, injure yourself for life. That's exactly it. And But don't you wonder this? At the end of the day, <laughs> at the very end of the day, when I'm in bed and I put my phone down finally on my nightstand, sometimes I think, I wonder how much time I've been on that thing today. I just wonder. Well, now there's a way. And yeah, but that so when this comes out on your iPhone, you know there'll be and, lots of angst. and new Mike. I hope you're paying attention to this. John Hall is going to be. In a clinical depression. I will be. I'll okay, be. he'll be filled with self-loathing. Of course. I think he's he'll, already there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, Michael. You know I'm that. just messing yeah. with you. No, but yeah. I think I will. When I see, when you see the proof in the pudding, right, you'll right. go, I, oh I've done gosh. what? Right. For how long? Mm-hmm. I did this. And the interesting thing is all these tech writers, because you know, we're, we're, you're reading these articles, they're going to have the exact same thing. They go, I know that I've been spending too much time on this device, but I just had no idea, idea how, how much, much that was. Right. 
Okay, I don't know if I want to know. I do because I do. Of course, I do. It's I mean, too if you, much. If you, you say yes, of course. If you say, "Do you want to know?" I'll say yes. But I think deep inside my heart, I don't think I want to know. I think I'd rather stay in my. How happy much is too much? Well, I I don't know. It's hard when you have to use it for work. I mean, all three of us have to use our phone for work, and so. If it was just, you know, I'm hanging out on Facebook to see what my neighbors are doing, that would be weird. But it's hard to figure out when it's part of your job. Yeah, but you can justify it anyway. I'm not trying to justify it. I really am not. I'm just saying it's hard to figure out where the line is between work that you're supposed to be doing and when it gets to be too much. Right. I mean, for me, I know in my heart of hearts that it's a love-hate relationship. Oh, of course. I I know. Oh, yeah. It's a love-hate. Oh, yeah. Because there are many times I pick it up and I'm like... Ah. Yeah, my friend. Oh, my little baby's back in Pappy's arms. <laughs> I love you oh, so no, much. Pappy's you know. showing up again, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here, comes, here comes the old Pap. But, but then other times I go, oh, I'm holding poison ivy in my hands. Get away yeah. from me because you're crushing me. You ever have mm-hmm. a panic attack because you can't find your phone? Well, you know what? It's kind of funny you say that because for my birthday, my kids bought me those tiles. You know what that is? Tiles. I never Tiles. knew these were even a thing. Oh, these are a thing. You know, it's a little it's a little square and you put it on your keychain and then it's attached the you know, it's it's t- attached Bluetooth wise through your phone. So I can find both my phone and my keys whenever they're lost. So I will never lose my phone again. That's crazy. I love it so much. Give me the, the ride phone. Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.